What's up, guys? It is a lovely Wednesday after a beautiful, beautiful Fourth of July uh, weekend, guys. How how did y'all spend your Fourth of July? See, uh, so I I come from some rednecks in my family, and they and they take July Fourth like it's their birthday. Um, my I went over to my grandparents and some of his friends. They spent over four grand on fireworks. And they just lit their own shit. Um, they just went at it. They went for it. Um, it was wild. It was crazy. A lot of fun. Good food. Um, I just can never imagine what human beings would think to buy $4,000 worth of fireworks. Um, but, hey, I didn't pay a dollar for it. So it was a lot of fun. Rashad? Uh, I ate myself into oblivion. Same thing I do for <laughs> any major holiday. You can find me near it. The dinner table. That's where I'm at. It's, as small as Rashad is, that's like two hot dogs. <laughs> oh my Jesus! I have an appetite, man. I could eat like crazy. Y'all gonna find out when we go when we come to Indianapolis and we go out to eat because we're planning to go somewhere really nice. That's we're, that's we're, the plan, we're really right? Planning. I mean, hey, I, I, all I know is that I'm ready to try that spicy cocktail. That that's all I know. Okay, so guys, I mean, Fourth of July was you know it was okay. Uh, Destin, when he says, I don't know why people would spend that much on fireworks. Look, I didn't get to do fireworks, my own fireworks this year. Um, my girlfriend had me like on money timeout or money detention or something like that. So money couldn't buy detention. anything. I would, uh, I would have set San Antonio on World War III because I am that guy. And I would definitely spend 4000 because it is just that fun. I get to light things on fire and they go up into the sky and make a loud sound. So, hey, I mean, it sounds like a beautiful time. I got to sit on my patio, uh, really went down to San Antonio, see my brother Jen reveal he is having a boy. So yay for Mateus, I believe, Mateus Pivia. Uh, Mateus Otanel Pivia. So, Everybody is having a boy this year. I mean, I yeah. feel like me and my wife found out we were having a boy, and I was so excited. And then I just look on everyone's social media, and everyone and their mom is having a boy this year. Um, but it's okay because fast forward 19 years, my, my son's going to be in the NBA, um, and everybody's just going to be waiting on him. Well, I know that gene's not coming from you, so I, it's got to come you don't from know. somewhere You don't know. <laughs> it's got to come from someone else deep down. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, I got to see fireworks and see some dude fire off a semi-automatic in the sky for some reason. So, hey, man, it, it always gets crazy around this time of year. But, guys, we got some interesting things to get uh, into with you guys. Now, again, we are the official podcast of Fansided. Again, shout out to them for having us on. We are grateful. Official Colts podcast of Fansided. So, again, guys, there was some – there was a tweet out there, you know, by Michael Strachan's Instagram. Someone tweeted his story out, and they are in Texas – getting some work in and I got excited because from what it looked like in the picture, not a lot of detail, but what it looked like was it was, they were sitting in the end zone of a high school that is like two minutes away from me. I didn't graduate from there, but they're my uh, alma mater's rival and the temple wildcats. I mean, the, the end zone looked just like it. The stadium almost looked just like it. Um, but I actually found out that it was in Houston. So I was uh, kind of disappointed because I would have, you know, left work early and went to go track them down, made maybe a couple calls that I have connections in the athletic office and say, hey, where are they at? 
phone numbers, uh, emails, whatever the case may be. So what does this mean for, for the guys that we're seeing, you know, training camp is right around the corner, but they're down here in Texas. I'm not entirely sure who in the hell lives in Texas out of all these guys. Real quick. I'm going to read off the confirmed people who were there. Yes. So Carson Wentz, of course, um, we, it was the big draw is that we saw Carson Wentz was there with some of his receivers. So Carson Wentz was there. Wide receiver, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman was also there. Obviously, this came from Mike Strachan's um, Instagram story. So we got him, Naeem Hines, Zach Paschal, Jacob Eason, Moali Cox, Michael's favorite player, Paris Campbell, Ashton Dolan, Kylan Granson, Michael Pittman. Um, It appeared that Jack Doyle, um, Jonathan Taylor, and Marlon Mack all were at least there for one day. I'm not sure if they were there for any longer than that. But that is the list currently that was there. I think it's really cool that some of – that the rookie offensive um, playmakers got – are out there. Um, I mean – Mike Strachan is a day three pick, um, already traveling with some of the guys on the team trying to get better. I mean, Frank Reich, I think it was like this last week or two weeks ago, went on a radio interview and had a lot of good things to say about Mike and Kylan um, just there, where they are mentally, where they're picking up the playbook and how athletically um, that they, they're just there. They're, they've really wowed them in the mini camps, rookie camp, training camps so far. Um, I'm excited. It really did get me excited a little bit, probably more than it should have been. Um, just, just to see some of those young guys out there with them was really cool for me and loved that. Just so many of the receivers and tight ends were there. Um, Jacob Eason being there was also surprising to me. That was really cool to see. It just feels like he's always trying to learn more. Um, I really do respect that in him. I don't know who's going to be QB two this year, whether it's Eason or Ellinger, Ellinger. Um, but, but all I know is Jacob Eason was in Texas and Ellinger wasn't. And I mean, Ellinger's from Texas. So, well, hey, I mean, Jacob Eason and Michael Pittman are basically best friends. Like they are really close. They're, you know, they're together all the time. So I would, I, I just have to say that. I wish, I wish it would have been closer to you, Mike. I would have liked to see you track them down and maybe you could have played the Bobby Okariki role on defense. You could have stood in that middle linebacker. Bro, you know, I would have locked Michael Pittman down, bro. He would have not had to get that inside step on me, bro. My Morelli Cox would have took that seam on you, though. Bro. Man, bro, I would. All I got to do is just sit back, not run with them, and he'll drop the ball. I mean, I don't have anything <laughs> to worry about. Morelli Cox has a foot and a half on you, Michael. More that than a true. foot and a half. Like, we're not even, oh, oh, okay, maybe not. It's less than a foot and a half. It's Dude, less than I, would have, I would not have tracked them down and asked to go to the basketball or to the football field. I would have found my old security guard and said, hey, man, throw me them keys to the gym. And I would have recorded me breaking Moali Cox's ankles. I mean, I would pull up Trey Young, Steph Curry style. I would have, I would have walked them down Luka Doncic style and – I'd pay a I mean, lot of money to see Moali Cox versus Michael Terrazas one-on-one oh to 21. This, this isn't about Michael Terrazas versus Moali Cox pay-per-view coming in August 2022. But uh, <laughs> look, man, this is not what that's about. But it is great to see these guys coming together. Now, the fact that uh, I do not believe T.Y. Hilton was there, was he? No. It wasn't confirmed, no. at least. And I mean, okay. Houston's so, his second home. So that's weird not to see that now. So, I, I'm, <laughs> oh, so we, we don't know. It's, uh, it's not confirmed. So I'm going to assume that he wasn't. 
So who was the guy that rallied the troops? I mean, I want to say it was Michael Pittman. I mean, he's the guy that's there, possibly Zach Pascal, Marlon Mack. I mean, Carson Wentz himself, Jacob. I mean, they, they're working together. They're building chemistry. They're learning what – I actually love this for Carson Wentz because this is something that I don't think Andrew Luck did, uh, Jacoby Brissett did, Phillip Rivers did, although it was because of COVID restrictions. But they did do some seven-on-seven. Seven. That was reported last offseason. But the fact that they're all getting together again in public, going to – out of a different state, mind you – Getting work in, I, again, I don't know why Houston was the place to go, but they did have to make sure that it was far enough away that it didn't seem team mandated or team run at all, because you can get in trouble um, with teams organize, orga, organizing practices outside of minicamp and training camp right now. So well, maybe, damn it, maybe you they... could have came to Temple. Like, yeah, Michael wants an invite next time. Exactly, exactly. All right, hell, I'll, I'll invite y'all next time. So, But it, it's really good to see Jacob Eason. I mean, he's going to keep thriving. He's going to keep working. There is a legitimate shot. If Carson Wentz has an entry history of getting injured, Jacob Eason is one play away from actually being the face of this franchise for a game or much longer than that. So he's staying ready. He's working. He's grinding. Michael Pittman is working. He's teaching Molly Cox to catch with his hands, not his helmet or to not let the ball go through his hands and into another defender's body. So, I mean, it's a good thing all around. Everyone's coaching everyone. So I love it. And typically in times like that, you know, you want to have another quarterback. So somebody else could be getting reps as well, especially when you have that many wide receivers, multiple running backs, multiple tight ends, everybody can get sets and get reps in make it go by a lot quicker. You don't want Carson throwing to his arm gets dead out there. So I, I understand why there was another quarterback out there at the session as well. All right. Well, I'm not sure if we have anything else to talk about that, gentlemen, do we? No, sir. All right. So we are going to be jumping into a series that we're actually going to be doing uh, here from, from now on. I mean, it's an interesting series. We're going to go position by position, and we're going to discuss the top 10 players at each position. So today's position we're going to talk about is, I mean, it's the two most important positions in football. We're going to go quarterbacks and we're going to go pass rushers primarily on the defensive end position. No interior guys. The force Buckner's not going to be here, uh, but we might have a sighting of Ben Bandigu. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Destin, <laughs> we're actually going to start off with you, man. Who do you got at quarterback? All right, so earlier we said we're going to break this into two parts, so I'm going to read my number 10 through 6 for you guys at quarterback um, and then go real quick before we start. My honorable mentions, guys who just missed out on my top 10, were Ryan Tannehill, um, Carson Wentz, and then I have Deshaun Watson with a little asterisk because I just have no idea if he's going to play this year. Um, So obviously if that situation gets figured out and – they solve some of the issues going on there, whether it's him being traded or his legal issues, he'd be in the top 10. But currently, without those three guys, at 10, I have Justin Herbert um, for the Chargers. I liked what I saw from Herbert last year. I was bigger on him in the draft process than most. Um, but, I mean, he wowed me with some of the his arm talent that he was able to show. I mean, Oregon had a very simple offense that they made him run, so it really just irritated me watching him last year, knowing that Oregon just held him back that much. Mm-hmm. At nine, I have Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow tore his ACL last year, I know. But 
coming into this season, I like the weapons that the Cincinnati has. I liked what Joe Burrow was able to do last year. I think Joe Burrow even showed glimpses of being like in that special type of quarterback, just a young guy right now. I think I think Joe Burrow is going to be really good in this in the NFL. I have I have him in my top ten. Joe Burrow at nine, at eight I have Lamar Jackson, um, Baltimore Ravens. Um, I do think Lamar is better than say like Michael usually gives him credit for, but he still has things he has to work out um, in, in the arm issues. They, they did go out and get a, a receiver in the first round that I hope is going to be able to help him a little bit this year, but I have him at eight, seven. I have Matthew Stafford um, who's with the Rams this year. I've always loved Matthew Stafford. I love his grit, love his talent. Um, I think the Rams are my, are, should be the favorite to come out of the NFC for sure with the defense and the addition of Matthew Stafford and the weapons there. So I have Matthew Stafford at seven. And then at six, I have Dak Prescott. I have not always been a Dak Prescott believer, but man, last year before the injury, his, just the ability he has is incredible to me. I think they're going to be healthier this year. I'm really expecting um, the Cowboys to be the team that wins that division. I've said that multiple times. I think they're going to be healthier on the offensive side of the ball. And I think Dak Prescott has just has that special type talent that I didn't give him credit for until this last year. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Rashad. <sighs> um, my honorable mention was, uh, was I had the same, I had two of the three that Dustin had. My honorable mention was Ryan Tannehill and uh, Carson Wentz for sure. I could basically say the AFC South, right? My honorable mention. So at number 10, I have I have Kyler Murray. This is a guy that I feel like have a lot of ability, but I just don't believe in the offensive system that he's being placed in right now. I feel like his coach is doing him more harm than more good. Had he had some solid structure around him, I think he has a chance to be a, a top five quarterback potentially. But like I said, he's a young guy. You know, I, I just don't like the system that he's in right now. He's just been thrown out there and asked to go create, go make something happen. And most of the time he's able to do that. But until he gets some structure and a good offensive coordinator and head coach that can put together a good system that fits Kyler, then I think he'll be uh, higher up on this list. Number nine is Justin Herbert for uh, the reasons Dustin mentioned earlier. Rookie of the year. Guys, Played flat out phenomenal as a rookie. I know it came due to the expense of, of Tyrod Taylor due to an unfortunate incident that occurred with him. Herbert was thrown to the fire, man, and, and he survived. Like, he, he really survived. He thrived. He not just survived. So I, I definitely got Justin Herbert as the top 10 quarterback going into next year. My next one is the LA Rams' new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Guy has been a great quarterback for a very, very long time. He was in a, a abysmal situation for th the last few years. We know how the Detroit Lions organization is ran. Matthew Stafford is one of the premier quarterbacks in the league and has been so for a long time. And I think he would be viewed in a whole different light had he been with a better organization. But this is his chance to resurrect his career and, and take that next step and catapult himself in elite status. So number seven is Lamar. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, former MVP, finally got a playoff win this past season. So he got that monkey off his back. Now he just has to defeat Mahomes. More on that guy later. But Lamar Jackson knows what he has to do. He has to get better as a passer. As a runner, he's absolutely dynamic. He's the most dynamic with his legs at the position and most athletically gifted quarterback that we have probably ever seen. So that's, that is what it is. And that's why he's at number seven for me. Number 
Six is, and Dustin don't have this guy on his list, and he wasn't even an honorable mention because Dustin just hate people that is old. Tom Brady, Dustin. Tom must Brady. And I hate Tom Brady. Everybody know I'm a coach fan. I hate Tom Brady. You know the story, but I just can't dismiss what he just did. I believe all, all I have to say about it is he's not in my top 10 around honorable mentions, and I meant what I said. Um, no apologies. I don't care. Tom Brady, I mean, if you're listening to this, I mean, I don't think you're a top 10 quarterback. Bite me. Actually, a top 13 quarterback because you named three honorable mentions. And, and Tom Brady had a better season than probably eight of those guys on your list. But anyway, that's me. I just hope Destin realizes that Tom Brady drinks avocado tequila, so he's probably going to bite you. He's pretty weird. <laughs> especially, yeah, Tom- after, especially after at least three of those. Tom Brady, man, he he's number six on my list. I just can't go against him anymore as far as just doubting him or or discrediting him. Tom Brady is who he is, man. He will continue to make people look foolish that doubt him. I will will say that if this was a, if this, if I was making a top 10 quarterback personality list or a top 10 quarterback social media presence list right now, he'd be on it. What about top 10 uh, quarterbacks from last season? Dustin, don't do this. Dustin, don't do this. You're talking about production, Dustin. That's what we're talking about. Don't make me mad. I don't do this. This is Mike. Mike does this. He might be. He might. He might be on the ending part of that. Like the ending. Dustin, do you know what he did last year? Did you see the numbers? So we're having a conversation that the goat should not be in a top ten list. Really. I, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't think Tom Brady's a top 10 quarterback. I, I think he did. I, I think they found w- great ways to use some of his liabilities he has with his arm currently. But, like, I don't think that's taking away from him. The dude's over 40. Like, I just don't think he okay. is a top 10 quarterback anymore. Bro, real quick. He had, a to- he had a top 10. I mean, obviously, he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback last year. I mean, all of the quarterbacks that I would rank higher than him last year would trade him seasons. Okay, 40, so 600 yards, 40 so, touchdowns, 12 picks, 102. So real quick, Rashad, real quick, Rashad. Uh, we got to get to your number. Six, That's my six. I believe. That's my six. Yeah, that Brady was, was six? his six. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because, I mean, when it comes to quarterbacks, I'm not going to listen to Destiny. He came out and said, Zach Wilson is so great. No, no, he's not. So when it comes to Tom Brady, I'm not going to listen to that either. So, um, talking about your two lists, I mean, the fact that. Uh, Wait, you're not going to do yours? De- Destin, oh, I- I'll get to it in a minute, but we got to. You know, the fans are probably already forgetting Destin's list, so we got to uh, go through it again. So, real quick. Uh, I, had Her- I had Herbert, Burrow, Jackson, Stafford, Prescott. We're 10 through 6. Okay, so the fact that Herbert and Burrow are on that list is a little bit crazy to me after rookie years that were very, very promising. Uh, Justin Year Herbert 2 is huge got- for quarterbacks, man. Your two Justin is huge. Herbert caught a lot of crap during his draft process. I don't know why. I mean, the arm talent was clearly there. Um, but the fact that Justin Herbert, like I, I, I've mentioned it before on this podcast, Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes, man, that I'm going to watch every single game I possibly can. But with Joe Burrow, man, the fact that this man has T Higgins, who played a lot better than a lot of people thought he would. He has Jamar Chase. He has Joe Mixon. He has, he has it. And we Tyler Boyd. Here, Tyler Boyd. And we can sit here and say, oh my gosh, the Bengals didn't give him an offensive line. Dude, you you gotta you gotta get your quarterback something to work with here. So 
I mean, I would I put him over other guys that should be in the top 10? No, but I'm not mad at it because of the trajectory that these guys seem to be on. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, I would probably put those guys above him because of their pure talent with their arm. And that's what we do at the quarterback position. We make plays with our arm. Uh, the I'm going to harp on the Tom Brady, but it's going to go into a little bit of this. The work that you do, and I said this, Destin, I think you remember me saying this when I was talking about Andrew Luck. His presence at the line of scrimmage pre-snap, his work, his identification for the defenses, where they're going to be, and just picking defenses apart, they do that so much better. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow do that so much better than Lamar Jackson. I have to get that. I have to put that into consideration because they're putting their offense in a better position to, to succeed rather than Lamar Jackson. If he has a doesn't have a way out, he just runs. I mean, these guys are a little bit better at the line of scrimmage than Lamar Jackson. So I would put them above uh, so you're them, saying, are you saying all three of them aren't in your top 10? I actually don't have Burrow and Herbert in my top 10 currently because you I wasn't just, you just said that you would have them over. I know. I, I knew. And I knew you were going to get to that, but I was going like maybe right now, not what I think they're going to be in uh, okay. 2021. I see what you're saying. I see yeah, what you're saying. Not, okay. not in 2021. So with my 10 through six, I actually do have Lamar Jackson at number 10. Uh, I got to give him the credit that he deserves. He is the greatest athlete to ever play at the quarterback position. Um, the, I mean, he literally has running back speed. His cuts, he does. He's just got to get better at throwing the football accurately. He just has to. I mean, I'm counting on that. If Dak Prescott showed that ability to improve, I'm going to trust that Lamar Jackson can improve. Now, I'm not sure if his offensive coordinator, I, I, I forget his name, but I really don't like the system he puts Lamar Jackson in. I think you kind of need to switch it up, give him a different voice, a different teacher. But I'm going to give Lamar Jackson the, the respect that he deserves. I'm going to put him at number 10. At number nine, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford because they he's shown a lot more in his career than a Joe Burrow, than a Justin Herbert because of what he's done. Like Rashad said, if he was in a different organization, he would be looked at as possibly a – uh, like a Russell Wilson who's won a championship who's carried his team a lot and that's exactly what Matthew Stafford has done except for just winning a Super Bowl so got to give him his respect there this one is actually going to surprise because I love the arm but I also love the athletic ability as well I'm going Kyler Murray at number eight uh, I honestly think uh, King Cliff Kingsbury is on his way out in my opinion I mean he has had the luckiest um, the luckiest outs as a coach I've ever seen. I mean, at Texas A&M, as a quarterback's coach, you get Johnny Manziel. He explodes, and people look at you, oh, man, you got Johnny Manziel. Come to Texas Tech. You stumble upon Patrick Mahomes. He makes you look good, and he would have won a Heisman if you could at least recruit some damn defensive players, but he didn't do that. And now you go to Arizona, and you have Kyler Murray, but you're still not allowing – your defensive staff to play Isaiah Simmons where he needs to be played and you're not putting an offensive line around him. You've done a good, it's not on him, but brought in DeAndre Hopkins. They got AJ green. They have Christian Kirk. I trust Kyler Murray uh, to make the most out of this scheme. I don't trust 
Kingsbury is just the guy to be the face of a franchise at the NFL level. So I'm going to go Kyler at number seven. I'm going to go Dak Prescott. Uh, the work that he's been able to do since his rookie year, I mean, is straight up phenomenal. The accuracy, his technique and throwing, maybe he's worked on a lot, a lot, a lot more technical stuff than any other quarterback, but it's showing up. I mean, we all remember the viral weird hip thrust that he did pregame before a Sunday night. Yeah, just, it, it was just weird. Um, but that's his routine. That's how he wants to get better. And honestly, out of as many times as he does that workout, I've never seen him do that actually in the pocket. So I don't know why he does that. So, uh, but his feel for the pocket has gotten better. His leadership has always been there. His work pre-snap again is gotten better a lot. So I got to take that into the, into account. Each year he's gotten better with his throws. At first he couldn't throw outside the numbers in his rookie year. It was a lot of Des Bryant over the middle, a lot of Zeke Elliott dump it down to him, Cole Beasley dump it down to him over the middle. But now he's getting to CD Lamb. In the short clip that we saw, he got it to CD Lamb. He got it to uh, Michael Gallup. He got it to Amari Cooper outside the numbers down the field. He was able to do that. So I really love the trajectory that Dak Prescott has gone on. I'm not entirely sure um, if he's the difference maker for a franchise because, I mean, Destin mentioned what he showed last year, but, I mean, they were in the holes they were in because he couldn't put points on the board. So that that has a and, – and then also I also got to mention Zeke had fumbling issues, so I'm not going to forget about that. But last time I checked, when you score, the other opposing quarterback gets the ball back. So it's not make it or take it. Um And then going to my number six, I got to give this man some credit, man. After the year he just had, I'm going with Josh Allen. The, I mean, the the improvements this hit man has made. People say that's what happens when you get a number one wide receiver, but you have to deliver the ball to the receiver as well. The arm got a lot more accurate in year two than it was year one. I mean, I remember that meme that everybody was saying. I think it was when Chris Paul just launches the basketball in an arena and they say Cole Beasley goes on a five-yard slant and he just chucks it over his head I mean I gotta give him give him his due man he the way he worked the pocket the way he just went through his reads his options he made the throws man I mean do we forget about those throws he made against us in the playoffs hitting Stephon Diggs down the sideline on the run so accurate the only place where Stephon Diggs can get it no one else I got to give him the credit he deserves. So that was my 10 through six. Uh, before we move on, do you guys have anything y'all want to say about each other's uh, rankings? Josh Allen being at six right there is uh, something. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's giving him credit. Um, I, I He's definitely going to be in my next segment um, of guys personally, but hey, to each their own. Um, I mean – I think I, I don't argue about you guys not having him Burrow and Herbert. I just really think year two is always big Herbert. for the. Yeah, you had Herbert. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. you know. But I, I, I'm not against. I'm not having the younger guys in there. I just really think year two is a huge jump for these guys. I think the Bengals have put Burrow in a better situation to succeed this year, and I think Herbert is going to have a lot more freedom this year than he even did last year, and I just think that's going to take them to the next level. Um, I mean. Lamar was basically in the same spot for both all of us. Like, I think Rashad had him at seven. I had eight. You had ten. Matthew Stafford was in all three of our 
bottom half of the top 10 lists. I had him at seven. You had him at eight, Rashad. And Michael, you had him at nine. Um, I, I have a few of the guys that you just said in my top five, Michael. Um, Kyler and Josh Allen are both going to pop up here in a second for me. Oh, Jesus. But, I mean, hey, like, teach I'm not own. mad at I'm not mad at your assessment of Burrow and Herbert. I'm, I'm not going to argue that much. Um, I mean, if you want to go like on the trajectory. I, I, yeah, he's going on trajectory, like you said, Mike. So, I, I understand it. I understand. He might launch himself into the top seven, maybe. I mean, that's not good. Hey, Let's we'll see. We'll see it. what happens, Let's but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, when you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon, I mean, whoo, baby. Let's just hope they can keep him off his back. Let's just hope they. Let's just hope they can keep him off his back. All right, question. All right, guys. So next up, we're gonna start with Destin again. We're gonna go his five through one. Dustin finna make me mad. I feel it. I already so feel it. So at five, I have Russell Wilson. Um. To me, I think Russell Wilson has like two versions of himself. He has a guy that can be like an MVP candidate quarterback, and then he has the version of himself that can shoot his team in the foot. And it, like it's just so weird to me that he can be up and down like that. I mean, for most of the first three quarters of the year last year, we saw the MVP candidate Russell Wilson, and there are very few quarterbacks I'd rather watch in football than Russell Wilson when he's on fire. Um, the deep ball is beautiful. The airtime is beautiful, but I have him at five just because of what I'm thinking for this year at four. I have Kyler Murray. Um, I really think that Kyler Murray has impressed me the most with is just his ability to the touch he has on the ball already as a young quarterback. And I think he's going to keep improving. They keep adding guys on the offensive side of the ball for him to improve. And, I'm not the biggest Cliff Kingsbury guy, but I do think Kyler Murray is going to be a guy that keeps taking those steps forward. Um, I think, I think Kyler Murray is a stud. Like I just, I just can't say it enough. I just think he is that. So I have him at four at three. I have Aaron Rodgers. Um, we don't need to get into where I think he's going to be, what team he's going to be on yet. But uh, I, I, I think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is still a top three quarterback talent. I mean, he was the MVP of the league last year for a reason. One of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Um, hopefully he's, hosting Jeopardy after he's done playing football um, and congratulations on winning uh, the match making Brady 0-2 and uh, on these golf events Aaron Rodgers um, and at two I have Josh Allen um, a little bit higher than you had him I have Josh Allen at two um, I think last year Josh Allen took a ginormous step in the right direction and I just don't see a way that he doesn't keep improving into this next season. I think they added more people on the offensive side of the ball. I think they could still add more. I I think the run game can only be better this year to improve his chances. And if he can be as accurate as he was last year, the sky is the limit for Josh Allen. He has that much talent. And at one, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I just don't think there's a better quarterback in the NFL. I think if you – I think you're trying too hard if you try to think who the best player in the NFL is and you don't think of either Aaron Donald or Patrick Mahomes. I just think those are the top two guys in the NFL, no matter what order you have them in, um, no matter what anything, like he's one. He, he's a generational talent. He's somebody that we're going to watch for the next decade just be dominant in the NFL. Oh, oh okay. All right, Rashad, do you, do you want to address I'm gonna this? You, I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you do it, bro. Are, are you sure? Because, I mean, if you want I, the floor, I, my man, I will give it to you. I yelled enough from 10 through 6. So, 
I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna okay. let you. So a couple of not even disrespectful, just straight up blasphemy, um, just straight up ignorance. Uh, Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers uh, is crazy. Um, he, I, I agree. I mean, I had him at number six because of all the things you said, Destin. You are not wrong. He made a ginormous leap. He was one of the best. He was in the MVP conversation. He had, I mean, he 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 had it all. Um, didn't lose his didn't lose his offensive coordinator. Um, I I just don't see a way that he is worse than he was last year. I just don't. But Aaron Rodgers has had nothing but Devontae Adams for like the last five years, and he continues to win MVPs, and his defense lets him down. I mean, it. But here's the thing. I I understand what you're saying, but, I mean, I punished Deshaun Watson all the way out of my top ten, and there's just so many question marks around Aaron Rodgers right now. I I would be shocked if he didn't play football this year. That's why he's in. That's why he's in my top ten still. That's why he's still number three. But, but here's the thing, still regardless so of where he on. goes, he's going to be as great as he always is. That's that's the thing about it. Now, I want to address also where in the hell is Tom Brady? Did, did you we have like a zero? Earlier. We talked about this earlier. But I, did you have I a zero? Think... Like, do you have zero before one? No, I just or, don't think. Or do you I start do your list think... at one? No, I just don't think Tom Brady – first of all, Tom Brady is not the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, like, I'm no, sorry if that's what no, you think. Okay. But, okay. but there's not 13 people yeah. better. 13? There's there's not 13 people better. I just have – first of all, I would not say that I think Tom Brady has ever been like a top five talented quarterback in the NFL in his career. I think he has had a – had the best NFL career – of any quarterback ever. And I think any of the guys that I would rank above him talent wise would trade him careers in a second, trade him talents to have what his career has been. So it's not a disrespect towards Tom Brady. It's just, I think these 10 quarterbacks are more talented than Tom Brady is. I think that's Tom why Brady, we should have did a top okay. 10 arm talent list. That's what, that would have been an entirely different list, Dustin. But this so was, you was, named this it. this was my, this, this, to me, I made my list off of, who I think are the most talented 10 quarterbacks going into next year. So That's here's, what I did. The thing, here's the thing, Rashad. He tried to be slick about it, but he's not going to get off the hook. I'm still reeling his ass in, okay? He's trying to get away. But hey, I'm, I knew. I'm about I to knew. throw him on the boat. I'm I knew about it was going to be disagreed with. I knew it was going to be disagreed with. I'm about to throw you on the boat, slice off your flesh, skin you, and put you <laughs> on the grill. So, um, so you have a guy, okay, a guy who – I, I want mean, to challenge you. To do his something. greatness. I want, I want has, to challenge his greatness. You. Well, real quick, real quick. His greatness has always been questioned. I hate him. Trust me, I hate him. But it's time that we give respect where respect is due. We kept saying that. Oh my gosh, he he is scared of pressure. Well, guess what? He gets pressure in three games and he completely annihilates them. So he erased that on the biggest stages in the playoffs against. Freaking Washington, best defense, one of the best. He annihilated Washington. Against, he annihilated Washington. I mean, I think I think forty three points is. I mean, I, I I don't know, Rashad. Forty three points is a lot against one of the better defenses, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I I wasn't good in math. I didn't go to college for math. So I mean, I'm just saying, forty three points in an NFL game is a lot. Um, against one of the better defenses in the league, and then you go up against a New Orleans team who's had your number, embarrassed you, 
attacked you in all sorts of ways. And he, again, rises up to the challenge and becomes 31 points and above above that. It was 31 points and he had two, he had two touchdowns. Um, It it wasn't an awful game. I'm not saying not, that, but I want to. I want to say quick, this, Destin, real quick. I, 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 I know, but I want to. My challenge see, has to I do. Hope you, with I hope you. I hope you guys are so proud of me. I'm not yelling. I'm. I'm proud of you. I am. But I'm I, saying, I, I, I took a listen, couple of. My challenge. I know, but I can't. My challenge has to be said. No, no, you're not about to jump in the line. You know, we have enough of this in the world. Hey, man, you're not about to jump in front of me, Michael. Just I'm going to hold it down. Okay, it's going to be a very quick statement, Michael. Just let me say it, and you can go. My challenge to you is to give me a reason that Tom Brady should be above these people, these top ten people that I have, and not include anything in the past. Like to me, talent-wise, going forward. I didn't see a top 10 quarterback talent wise last year. I think Tom Brady had games that were really great last year and he had some throws that were amazing, but overall across the year last year, I felt like Tom Brady multiple different times, like shit the bed. Like I just didn't think Tom Brady was a top 10 quarterback throughout the, the entire year last year. Statistically, now, in the playoffs, than most people on that list though, on your list. That's your part and, of your and, challenge. And, that's and, part and, of your challenge. Yeah, he talks about, about, he the talks past, about Tom Brady wetting the bed, but that's he the rose up that against, just passed. He know, rose up against about all those questions year. that were against him in the postseason. And I told you that I like, made my top 10 quarterbacks for this season going off. Okay, of so this is your top, top 10, 10 projection. So not, I was I mean, the best right now. going towards this season right now. Real real quick, real quick. Okay, right now, you have to go off what you last saw. I think we all I think we all agree Joe Burrow, Herbert have a have a better arm than Tom Brady, but right. who's the most accurate? I would probably say Tom. Um, leadership, Tom. Pre-snap, movement, coach Easily. on the field, Tom. Uh, hey, I, mean, I don't hate you guys for having Tom Brady in your that's list. That's reaching. I just, I'm that's not reaching, reaching. Because I'll be Carson honest with you guys. Wentz is over Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, so here's, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. See what I'm saying? Thing. So here's oh, the thing. Like, come that's on. That's not denying it. He's not denying it. Oh, my God. I'm, come on, man. I'm telling you right now. The honorable mention part, I just named like those three. There are more people that are in that group because that, that wasn't saying that those were 11, 12, 13. Like, I, I'd put, if I had to put a, if I was a betting man who I would think would have a better season this year, most likely between Tom Brady and Carson Wentz, Tom Brady would probably most likely have a better year than him. So, like, that's not what I was trying to say. So, I will apologize for not having Tom Brady in the honorable mention list. But to me, talent wise, going to, into this season, I just don't think he is more talented than the guys I said. Do I think he might have a better year than some of those guys? Maybe. He's no, he in a better, he in he a better situation than some True. of those guys. He is. He that, that, and that changes is. everything for some guys. I mean, if but Sam Darnold, time, if Sam Darnold starts to have time, success. You can be in a, hor- in a great situation, but you have to also make that situation great as well. And that's what Tom Brady did. Yep, because Jameis Winston was in similar situation. And he had like, what, 25 interceptions? 30. Jam- oh, yeah. so James he was the first 30- ever 30 for 30. He's yeah, the fir- only guy. 30 30 30 30 30. <laughs> he has his own 30 for 30. What do they do with 30 for 30 on James? Oh, they will. James is one of the most interesting humans to ever play the sport of football. He's going to get a 30 for 30 eventually. But you guys can hate on it all you want. To me, I made my list off of who I think the top 10 most talented quarterbacks going into this season are. I don't think it's a disrespect thing to tom brady at his age where he's at i don't i just 
I think Tom Brady is in a situation to where he still can succeed this year, but that would be like me last year saying that I thought Drew Brees was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL because they were winning games under him and they were succeeding under him last year. And he was doing all these things and he had good games last year, but Drew Brees was not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, even at the best he was last year. But at this stage, if we're going to compare Tom to uh, Drew, Tom right now isn't even showing any weakness in his arm. Drew was showing significant weakness. He was showing significant weakness. He couldn't throw past 20 yards, not accurately. Last year. He didn't have the power. But last year, Tom Brady versus – But Tom Brady versus top 10 pass rush, top 15 pass rushes last year. If you go look at all the games Tom Brady struggled in last year, it was against teams that had competent pass rushes. But Destin, what did he do in the postseason? He faced good pass rushers, and he ate them alive. Ate them alive. What are we doing? What – Okay, Destin's going to stick to his thing. We know how all this goes. We right. love our opinions. We're going to stick by us, and it's great debate. So we're going to leave that one alone. Rashad, please bring some sense and credibility and knowledge and all this <laughs> to, to the to the podcast. Um, please. All right, my number, uh, my number five is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he took a, uh, like you guys said, he took a huge step, you know, and I really think, he has the talent and all the tools to become, you know, a top three, top two quarterback. What uh, what Dustin has is has him going next season. I just think he still makes some of those. Oh my God, no throws! And sometimes he he's bailed out by Diggs or he's bailed out by another receiver, John Brown or whoever, whatever the case may be. He still makes some of those too many of those for me to comfortably put him in the top three. But I think a top five quarterback is fair for Josh Allen. And I just think he got rid of the biggest, his biggest hurdle, which was the accuracy. We all know that was the knock on him coming out of college. And it seems like he, he fixed that with this past season. Number four, I got Russell Wilson. Um, Let's be honest. Uh, Dustin spoke on it earlier for the first 75% of the season. He was the MVP. He was the best quarterback in football, even was out playing Mahomes for that portion of time. But then it, it, it all went downhill after that. I still think he's forced to do too much. He's asked to do too much on his own. He has a good run game with Chris Carson, and he has a couple of good weapons with uh, Tyler Lockett and Metcalf, but he's still asked to do too well, much with Russell, that offensive Russell line. Wilson is in the situation that Andrew Luck got drafted into, basically, almost. I mean, other than mm-hmm. the fact that Wilson now has a run game and Luck didn't really have a run game, um, but his defense is awful. So he's having to produce offensively at a higher rate than he should have to because some nights 27 points isn't good enough because the defense is is that bad. The offensive line is awful as well, bottom tier of the NFL. So that's why it's interesting to me is like it's like he is getting he went from getting drafted into this amazing situation to succeed in to now having what he has. And it it sucks to see it really does. Yep. Like you said, his career started off as don't mess it up. And now his career is make it happen. You know, he, he literally went from those two situations. But I still think he's, he's a top four, top five quarterback easily in our league right now. When it's going well and it's clicking for him, it, it, it's nobody like him in the NFL. Which leads me to the next guy. This guy has a lot of controversy surrounding him right now. But my number three is Deshaun Watson. Until it's confirmed that he's not going to play, uh, he's coming off what probably was his best season so far as a pro. He was flat out phenomenal on a terrible team 
with a terrible front office and a terrible coach. He's just, and he wants out. He's frustrated. We don't know where he's going to end up. We don't even know if he's going to play this year, but he's at the top of his game right now on the field. And I think placed in a better situation, he, any team he goes to, he instantly makes them a contender. That is the type of talent Deshaun Watson is. My number two, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. What more needs to be said? In any other circumstances, in any other year, probably in NFL history, he'd be number one. But there's a generational guy that's running the league right now, and we can do this probably for the next 10 years, and we'll probably all have the same answer at number one, unless Mike wants to throw a curveball, and I really don't want to be pissed off anymore on this episode, Mike. So please have Patrick Mahomes at number one so we can we can exit this show afterwards and all hold hands singing Kumbaya. Well, remember, we still got edge rushes to, to, to get into, so... Um, That's true, too. I'm, I'm going to jump into mine, okay? So, at number uh, five, I'm going to have Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, everything we just mentioned, um, I'll, I'll have Tom Brady. I don't think we need to get into that again. Number four, I'm going to have Russell Wilson. Uh, I think we all kind of agree on this, the fact that, you know, what Destin said earlier that, you know, you hear MVP talk and then it's just like, it just goes downhill. It was just like Andrew Luck. You're hearing MVP and then later on in the season, a couple of interceptions here and there, a couple of lost games, that goes away. But Russell Wilson, I mean, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, Seattle would be drafting in the top five. I mean, if, if we're truly being honest because of that, he would be drafting in the top five. So I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, that moves the needle at all. I mean, he, because of that sole reason, he's the reason why. Um, I just think that it's going to be. Uh, For those watching on YouTube, we're getting a really good view of uh, yeah. Michael's iPhone in the camera. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he's taking a picture of you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, uh, so. I mean, Russell Wilson is going to be the guy for me. At number three, I'm going to go because there's nothing going on right now. He's still under contract. He's not suspended. He's not opting out. He's not doing any of that. I'm going with Deshaun Watson at number three. I mean, the talent, I would have offered five first-round future picks for Deshaun Watson if Houston would have done it. I mean, that's just how good this guy is. Uh, I mean, he – there's nothing more you can say about it, man. I mean, he, he is the sole reason why Houston has elevated the accuracy. The ac- He's probably one of the best, if not the best, accurate thrower on the run in the NFL. That's just that's just facts to me. So, uh, But it is very close, but I think I would take him. So uh, here, here's the thing when it comes to one and two, guys. Here's the thing when it comes to one and two. We don't have to speak too much on it. But Rashad did mention it. And I look at one quarterback and I see he has a generational coach. He has tremendous weapons, tremendous offensive line. We'll let you beat around the bush afterwards. Then I look at the other, one? I look at the other guy. He has one guy to throw to. Good offensive line. Head coach and eh. defense, not so good. But yet this guy keeps elevating his team into the Super Bowl conversation. I am going to go at number two. Yes, I got to go Aaron Rodgers. I wanted 
Now I will say. So should we just edit out all the bull crap he decided to say five seconds no, before this, just to build up to just doing the right thing? It's that. <laughs> it's this close. It's this close to Aaron Rodgers being number one to me. I mean, the fact that he just keeps on elevating guys around him who are practice squad guys in reality. He only has Devontae Adams. He has nothing else. I mean, the fact that, in my opinion, I would want to put Aaron Rodgers at this list. The things that Patrick Mahomes has done, doing sidearm throws, doing all this fancy stuff, Aaron Rodgers has been doing that. I mean, Sam Darnold's done that throw before. I mean, it's just – I don't know why we're just speaking about this like it's it's new to us. We've been seeing this, and Aaron Rodgers deserves that respect. But – Patrick Mahomes arm talent, man. It's just these two are almost identical to me, but Patrick Mahomes, the athletic ability on the on the on the field, his running game, honestly, um that's what put him over Aaron Rodgers for me. His his running ability as a quarterback. That's what put it over. Um and yeah, I think that's where we're going to end it there and I'm actually going to hand it off to to Destin. I mean, I'm proud of you. Um, I really did think you were going to mess it up. Um, what your one, two there for a second. I, I really didn't um, have full trust in you for a second there, but I'm glad you got it right. Um, but I mean, I think for the most part, we all mentioned quarterbacks that I think are going to be in that realm of the top 10, maybe a little bit out, maybe a little bit, maybe we missed a few, maybe we didn't, but it's always fun to get everybody's uh, opinion on who their top 10 is. And I'd love to hear your guys. I actually just sent out a poll on Twitter um, of is, will Tom Brady be a top 10 quarterback this year? So make sure you guys go vote um, on it on Twitter. Give your opinion in the comments. I just want to hear will Tom Brady be a top 10 quarterback this season, but Destin, did you really just on. put that question in? hundred percent. It's hundred percent on Twitter right now. No, sweat. I'm not asking on Twitter. I'm asking you. Put I put it, it, it from mine. I put it from chat. I, oh. No, I said you put it in a coach chat. Oh, I sent it to a bunch of my chats. That's what I replied with to you in our chat. I'm like, oh, you really put this in a coach community in a coach community chat? Like, I really? put it. I put it in other chats as well. But I just want to get everyone's opinion. I hope that most people will be professional in how they're voting on this. You know, it's Twitter. This is tw- Twitter you give is Twitter full. so much credit. <laughs> You give Twitter way too much credit. But moving on to our last (laughs) topic slash ranking of the day. This is our one call technology topic of the day. One call technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has a hundred plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications, business phone system installation and services, managed telecom service providers, telecom carrier management's high-speed internet, Head on over to One Call's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them the Blue Stable guys sent you. Up next, we are going to do our top 10 edge rushers. So not just pass rushers. This is guys rushing off the edge. Um, So, I mean, I don't call them defensive ends. I think we're at a point in the NFL that it's a, it's its own thing. If you're rushing off the edge outside linebacker, depends on the scheme, of course, what position you're listed at, but this is just edge rushers is who we're talking about. So again, 10 through six, each of us, then five through one. So at 10, well, first my honorable mentions that didn't quite make my list. I had Cameron Jordan, Carl Lawson and Hassan Reddick. And at 10, I have Daniel Hunter. Um, I think, 
he's a stud. I think a lot of people forgot about him because he didn't play this last year, but he's a stud. Um, just flat out is a Garbage. stud. Garbage. Uh, at nine, we have Brian Burns. Um, I think he's one of the best young pass rushers in the NFL, and I think he just keeps taking steps forward. And I think he's going to be a top 10 guy this year. I do. Um, at eight, I have Chase Young. Um, he keeps making those stuff. He's a rookie last year. And I think second half of the season started to really show how dominant he's going to be in the NFL. I think he was – I mean, we, we've talked about it. I, being a rookie edge rusher is tough. Um, it's one of the tougher things to come in and do and to be able to learn how to rush against NFL-calibered linemen. But I think the second half of the year we saw Chase Young really show that he's going to be special in this league. Seven, I have Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is a guy that consistently – is a stud in the NFL just finds ways to get his gets his sacks. And I just feel like adding JJ Watt on the opposite side of him is going to help him as well. I, I'm excited um, for the Cardinals to be able to improve in that aspect at six. I have the younger Bosa. I have Nick Bosa um, just because I think he's coming off the ACL tear, but I mean, we, we saw how, dominant he was able to be as a rookie and I think he's in a defense that's going to help him obviously going forward with the talent they have there so I have Nick Bosa at six okay, okay. Uh, Rashad? yeah I'm getting uh, I'm getting to my list uh, at 10 I have the the, the rookie phenom uh, Chase Young I have him at number 10 rounding out I went with a young guy we can all see the physical talent that he is you know and once he puts it all together, this guy can easily be be one day, one or two on this list with time as his career progresses, especially for a Washington defense that I know you're a big fan of, Mike. Yes. Number nine is a guy that I don't think gets a lot of credit on the national scale, a guy that not a lot of people talk about because traditionally their defense hasn't been that great, but he's been consistent for, the, for, for a few years now. Uh, Zadarius Smith. I think he's a um, a solid, solid edge guy who who doesn't really get the proper respect. You know, he's just one of the Smiths, as people like to say, with him and Preston over there for Green Bay, who I think is a young defense that that's on the rise with guys like Kenny Clark, uh, Darnell Savage, Jaya Alexander. Uh, they're a talented, talented group of guys. They just as have long to as Kevin King is not in there. Unfortunately, he's still their number two cornerback from the look oh, of it. Yeah. Um, number, number eight, Chandler Jones, Mr. Consistent, just get it done. Quiet guy, put on his hard hat and just get the work. One of the talented brothers of John Bone Jones and, and our guy who used to play for, well, we're not going to mention, we're not going to mention. <laughs> uh, number, uh, number, I was number eight. Number seven is a guy a lot of people forgot about. I think Von Miller, a guy who will be back and. He's going to be healthy. He's going to get the play opposite of Bradley Chubb. I mean, we never really got to see that they do a really work together because either or has either been injured or out due to COVID or something going on. They never was actually healthy for a full season together. And I think they're going to benefit each other. The Denver Broncos have a very scary team. And I know they mentioned there's a possible Aaron Rodgers candidate. And if he goes there, they're instantly contenders. And it's going to be a threat to the Kansas City Chiefs with a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. I will say that I didn't. I don't have Von Miller in my top ten list just because of the injury issues and things like that to think mm -hmm. about. But he's a guy that's always capable 
of being a top 10 edge rusher. He has that talent, has that leadership in the locker room, things like that. That I mean, I would have loved for Von Miller to find his way to Indianapolis this offseason when it was thought of Me that too. he was going to be able to hit the market. Um, but he's not in my top 10, but he's a guy that I think always has the option of being a top 10 guy if he stays healthy. And, and he's one of the few guys that I think I actually think that Chris Ballard would have took a look at had he became available in the offseason. My number six is Nick Bosa. I went with the younger Bosa brother right here coming off that injury. I don't know if he's going to have the same explosiveness, but if he does, he's a guy that's easily a top five guy. Like when he's healthy, it is no doubt in my mind. He would not be at six if he was healthy. So I just got to see where he is when he comes back off injury. Okay. So about that list, uh, Nick Bosa, huh? You don't like Nick? You're not a big so I say, are you anti him being I'm, I'm, in the top I'm, 10? Or are you thinking he should be he should be higher? But this is the thing. We're going off of a season he had two years ago. I mean, the the injury did stop him from putting more tape on, but I mean that does a lot to a pass rusher who um who's explosive. That does a lot, but then again technology medicine improving all this stuff that just acl doesn't i mean seem that his, big of a his deal. brother just came back from an injury and was fine as well though i mean i'm actually making this argument when i'm about to let when i'm about to actually like ne- kind name of contra- kind of actually contradict what <laughs> yeah, i just you, said so, so let me go ahead and shut up during quarterbacks as well but <laughs> I, I really didn't but uh okay so here's here, here's number number 10 for me Chase Young, the rookie phenom, I'm with you, what what you said, the latter half of the year. I mean, the dude was just throwing 30-year-old men to the side. I mean, the dude is just a predator. I can't really say much about him that we don't already know. Um, I'm really interested to see the step that that he elevates Washington to because, I mean, if Chase Young is just getting better and better, that defensive line just gets so much more dangerous just the best in the league so that's that at number nine i'm actually gonna go uh man where where do i want to go with this i want to go let me see here i'm actually gonna go with uh frank clark at number nine i'm gonna go with frank clark he does show some good stuff uh, but because of just how poor the Kansas City secondary is, he doesn't really get a chance to show that ability because, I mean, someone's always already open because that secondary is not that good in Kansas City. But I do like him, what he is able to show in the run game, quarterback hits, all this stuff. He does show really good stuff. Now, when it comes to number eight, this is going to probably shock y'all, but I actually have Romeo Aquara. I really like what he's done. He's I think he's getting better. Love the length. I mean, Destin, we talked in depth about this guy uh, during the offseason. The length, the power, I mean, what, what he's going to be able to do going back to Detroit. Um, I'm interested to see how he gets better and how the Lions will actually use him. So that's my guy at number eight. Number seven, I have, uh, I have Shaq Barrett. I have him at number uh, seven. You know, the the Super Bowl really hyped him up a big, big, big bunch. 
But in reality, I just don't think he's a top five pass rusher. Uh, he got paid, thankfully, but uh, that's just what the market is. And I think that's where he is at, at number seven. Now at number six, I have Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is a guy who has not slowed down. I think being in a three, four has just helped him even more now that he's getting older. Um, I mean, hell, he comes from a family of athletes. His brother is the goat right now. If, I mean, if he ever wants to step back into the freaking octagon, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. So you're talking about his brother, Arthur Jones, Colts legend, Colts legend, Jesus, man. When he signed here, we hyped him up. So I thought he was hey, we, we, we did our all-time Colts draft a few weeks ago um, or last week. Um, we, we saw how bad the, in, the interior defensive line was for the Colts in history. Jesus. I mean, uh, it wasn't hard to hype up a guy like Arthur Jones. Corey Redding was better than Arthur Jones. <laughs> I mean, um, Jesus, but that's where I have uh, at number six. That That's where I have. Um, did I get that right? I mean, I don't, I don't hate, um, it, there's just a real recap real quick. Let's each of us say our 10 through six. Um, I had, I had Daniel Hunter at 10. I had Brian Burns at nine, Chase Young at eight, Chandler Jones at seven, Nick Bosa at six, Rashad. I had Chase Young at 10, Zadarius Smith at nine, Chandler Jones at eight, Von Miller at seven and Nick Bosa at six. And Michael. From 10 to 6, I had Chase Young, Frank Clark, Romeo Aquara, Shaq Barrett, Chandler Jones. Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't argue too many of them. Um, I don't think Aquara is a top 10 pass rusher yet. Maybe, maybe he'll get there. Um, I am not a big Frank Clark guy, um, so I definitely wouldn't have him in my top 10. I don't hate anyone that has that form. I just think he's a little bit overrated personally, um, and we'll see if his off-field stuff starts to affect anything as well. I know I'm the only one that said Brian Burns' name, but I just want you guys to write his name down and come back to this podcast at the end of the year because Brian Burns is a stud. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I really liked him coming out of Florida State. He's the, I, I don't have no pushback against that. That's why I didn't question it at all when you said his name. I have um, no problem with that. No, I don't either. Uh, all right, he Destin. probably would have got my spot if had I not put Von Miller in, but I just Von Miller just done so much, and. I know literally he's done. The only reason he's not mentioned right now is due to the injury. It's like Von Miller is one of those guys. So I just wanted to give him that respect. And the That's fact, I mean, I don't think any of us should have really thought Denver was just going to let him go. I mean, just for nothing. I mean, well, it, it, the happen. only reason it would have happened is if he did, if he wanted out because he's that caliber of guy that has meant that much to that organization. It's kind of like how Houston let JJ Watt leave on his own will. Yeah. But the same way that year. Howie Roseman won't let Zach Ertz walk. I'm not saying every organization is respecting their players, but uh, <laughs> but it's just the right thing they would have had to do if he wanted that. Obviously, he's fine with the situation he's in. But moving on to my five through one, um, Michael said his name and is six through ten. I have Shaq Barrett at five. Um, the 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 area that Shaq Barrett has been able to improve since he's gotten to Tampa, I mean, way to get your money, man. Way to take a one-year deal to Tampa to a franchise tag now to a multi-year contract he just got like 
love to see players earn it like that. Um, his ability to learn and use the stunt um, in his rushes have, has been really great to watch. Um, I think he's gotten stronger as he's been in Tampa Bay. He's gotten more confident. Um, to me, I, I, he's a top five pass rusher in the NFL right now. I mean, he would have gotten that money if he would have hit the open market. Um, he obviously didn't, but either way. At four, I have the older Bosa, Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is so dominant, so fun to watch, so strong. He just tosses tackles at times. Um, it takes two of them to really even cause a difference in Joey Bosa's game. He came back from the ACL injury like it was nothing. Like, dude is still super talented. Khalil Mack is at three. Khalil Mack is somebody that last year the Bears had a very up-and-down season, so I think uh, the, those issues have made people forget about Khalil Mack to an extent. But Khalil Mack – is just incredible. I mean, there was a time where people were having to consider who was more impactful on the defensive side of the ball between him and Aaron Donald. Not there anymore. Um, Aaron Donald is just that generational talent on the defensive side of the ball. But Khalil Mack is still just an amazing edge rusher. Um, at two, I have T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt's incredible. Um, watching him, watching him last year was like watching. Like, I don't even know how like, – it was like watching all of the early on racing scenes in Fast and Furious. Um, I, I said early on, if you watch any of the newer movies, don't judge me on what I just said. But <laughs> it's just so much excitement when you watch T.J. Watt. Um, he just beat almost every tackle. I hate, 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 hate that we didn't get to watch Braden Smith versus T.J. Watt last year. Um, I hate that Braden Smith had to miss that game because of COVID. Um, I feel like we got robbed of just an amazing day of football between those two. And at one, I have Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett is just a freak of nature when you watch him play football. I mean, we saw him go up against a backup tackle in Indianapolis. Um, but dude just tosses guys. He's just a huge man, freak of athlete, has the um, amazing balance of speed and power as an edge rusher. I mean, I think he could be dominant rushing from anywhere on the line. I think he could do it standing with his hand in the grass and in the turf. I think he could move into the interior and be dominant. He's just that great of a player. Miles um, Garrett and TJ Watt were the hardest two to rank for me, but Miles Garrett gets the nod for me. I'm not mad. Uh, I think we have pretty much the same players in our top five, but we just have them, you know, moved around a little bit. So I'm going to go with my number five, uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, the other Bosa brother, you know, I had Nick at six and I have Joey at five. And it's really just a health thing with Joey. I think Joey talent wise is his top three edge rusher. Um, I got to watch him up close. My brother coached him for two years out there with the Chargers. And um, he's a really great guy, man. Great player, explosive, really powerful. The injury, I don't think it's going to stop him at all. I still think he's going to be that same type of player over there in that Brandon Staley defense. Uh, get to see him similar to how we saw Leonard Floyd have a, have a dominant year off the edge for, in that Brandon Staley defense last year. I think you're going to see Bosa do a lot of the same thing. Number four is Khalil Mack. Trust me, Khalil Mack is talent-wise is good enough to be a top two guy. You know, the only reason I'm not putting him in my top two is because top three is because consistently he just hasn't been at peak Khalil Mack level for the last two years. You know, 
like Dustin said, he was one of the most dominant guys in the NFL in its entirety. Like it was an argument on whether he was the best defensive lineman, period. Not just the best edge rusher. Was he better than every D tackle? He's the only guy to make the all pro team at two different positions, which is a flawed system that that that's occurring right now with the all pro team. But he is that is exactly and he gets to wear that. And Khalil Mack is one of the most dominant defenders in the game. I remember it was rumblings this earlier this offseason about him getting traded and the Bears being in salary cap trouble and, and trying to move him. And listen, sign me up. Anytime you get you have a chance to get a guy like Khalil Mack, sign me up. Although he, he's not going anywhere. My number three is Shaq Barrett. I'm only going with Shaq Barrett just because he's been so dominant as of recent. This year, he kind of slowed down overall from a production standpoint this season because he was he faced a lot more double teams than he's faced. So I think the stunt game was added from necessity, doesn't it? I, I think he had to get more creative with the way he was rushing the quarterback because he had just dominated the season before that with 19 and a half sacks. And, I mean, we were talking about 30 for 30s earlier. I mean, there's if I had to put money down on it, I would bet that Shaq Barrett's playoff run of 2020 will get its own 30 for 30 at some point um, because it. It, it was incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, unreal hit what he was able to do in the playoff when in postseason football. I mean, if he gets to carry that momentum over, I would have no issue with you having him in your top three. And you know what? And you know what's ironic about that? I had the last guy we seen have a have a run like that from the edge rushing position was Von Miller. And you know who was on that team to watch Von Miller win that Super Bowl MVP? Shaq Barrett. You know, like he saw that firsthand what Von Miller did and how he dominated the, the game. So I think that Shaq Barrett took that and took it to Tampa Bay, and, and now he's blossoming to one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. My number two is T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is just a guy that just produces and produces and produces. He beats whoever whoever lines up in front of him. It doesn't really matter. He don't pick and choose. He whips all of you guys the same at tackle. He doesn't discriminate. He's a guy that's going to go and he has a nonstop motor. That's what I love about guys like that, that play at such a high level, but still have that motor of, of a guy that's undrafted. You know, he really gets after it every single play. He doesn't give up. And number one is Miles Garrett. I mean, it's not a no brainer because he's not that much better than TJ Watt. He's just so much more gifted physically than TJ Watt is. Miles Garrett is just more gifted physically than probably everybody in the NFL. Like it, if you look at the guy, he's a physical specimen. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's got to be in the discussion. I mean, I did you guys watch the video of him playing basketball yes. this season? He looked oh like the Hulk. Literally the Hulk. I want to know. I want to know where he had to buy his shirts. I want to know what what how what size the holes on his arms. Arms. No, it's like it's like tree trunks. It's like it, it, putting it, it a shirt might, on. It a might tree be trunk. my waist. <laughs> yeah man Mike you could go into it man uh, Miles Garrett my number one he's just he's that dude man he's that guy man okay so my number five I mentioned it earlier I'm actually gonna have Von Miller at number five he's still Von mm. Miller to me he's mm. so dominant in the run game uh, he's still got that athletic ability again we gotta see how he looks after the ACL but before that thing man I mean dude was just winning reps i mean the quarterback hits were just phenomenal the tackles for loss he was just getting in the backfield all the time i gotta put him there so at number at number five rashad what what, what are you doing man what are I'm you trying doing? to see if you're saying some bullshit that's uh that's, <laughs> i just gotta i'm looking 
Okay, go okay, ahead. Okay, okay. So at number four, I got Joey Bosa. Uh, the guy okay. is just, okay. I mean, he's, oh, man. He is a very, 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 very good pass rusher. I mean, the, coming out of Ohio State, I mean, maybe Nick was a little bit more hyped up than him coming out, may, maybe, but he, he's still the better defensive end, power, speed. I mean, the guy just wins reps all the time. At number three, I got TJ Watt at number three. So the fact Ooh. that the fact that Bud Dupree went down in Pittsburgh showed me a lot about TJ Watt. He was so hyped up when they were both together, but then when he had to do it solo, which a lot of guys have been all pros doing it solo, uh, he he took a step back. Clearly, that game against the Colts going up against some freaking uh, bench warmer rejects was the cream of the crop for him in 2020. The speed is still there. The athleticism is still there. But in the run game, I, I want to see a little bit more physicality. I want to see a little bit more. But the athletic ability, the talent is number three, no doubt. Number two, I have Khalil Mack. I, I I gotta I gotta put Khalil Mack there, man. I mean, the fact that this guy is just also a freak of nature. It really, really, really freaking sucks that he played for the damn Oakland Raiders and didn't play for Indy, uh, the Rams, the Patriots, or it, he played for the freaking Rams and is now in Chicago and is probably not going anywhere. But the fact that he is just so much more dominant in the run game than TJ Watt, the athleticism is still there. His hand usage, his power, his punching. I mean, hell, talk to your brother. I mean, I think from a technical standpoint, I'll take Khalil Mack all day, strength all day. I'll take him over TJ Watt. And of course, number one, I got Kamoko two round. Just kidding. I got uh I got Miles Garrett. Okay. Got Miles Garrett, obviously. I was about uh, to say. If, if you know, I if I would have went to college with him, I never would have guessed he's a football player. I just thought he was a freaking nerd who went to Planet Fitness. I mean, <laughs> that, that that's what, what I would have thought of him, but he probably also would have knocked my ass out at the same time. So um with a helmet. Easy. Or just picked me up and threw me in a basketball goal. That's just that. That's just how it probably would have been. Um, or probably not. I mean, he could have all the muscle in the world, but the power. I mean, he, right he's, front he's definitely beefed up in the NFL. So I mean, in college, he wouldn't have looked as. Uh, no, he was frightening. Still a I mean, no, no, oh, he still was crazy. He was Don't still get me wrong. Huge. But I'm just saying, like, he he wasn't what we saw this off season. So it wouldn't yeah, have been I like mean, looking at. The hawk, like Rashad those, said. Those, yeah, it's those, those muscles, like those muscles are great until they meet this right front leg kick. So, uh, I mean, that's that's where things stand. Uh, so let let's talk about it. Any disagreements from either sides? Um, I mean, to me, I think T.J. Watt has to be. I think T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett have to be your one-two. I mean, I've heard some people make arguments that T.J. Watt's above Miles Garrett. I've not been able to make that. Um, I was about to say, decision. where do you see that? I mean, I, I mean, I said mine. Miles Garrett was one on mine, but um, I've just there's been multiple people who have made those. I think Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt are the top two, personally. I think it's one two. I mean, T.J. Watt was the only person giving Aaron Donald a run for his money for defensive player of the year last year, Absolutely. an award that's going to be named after Aaron Donald after he's all said and done. 
Um, like, like he's just going to win it 20 times probably, but, uh, <laughs> TJ Watt to me needs to be too. Um, did, where was Nick Bosa on your list, Michael? On mine? Yeah. He wasn't on there. That's what I thought. Um, I mean, I understand. Wait, he wasn't on your list at all? I didn't think no. so. Um, oh. I understand the injury. Um, maybe putting him off there. I just think he's way too talented not to include. Um, that's really my only other thought. I think a lot of the other guys are really interchangeable. I mean, the latter half of the top ten could change every year. I mean, it seems like edge rushers come like get hot and cold at times um, mm-hmm. with the sack numbers. And I mean, we saw Eric Walden lead the league in sacks. Jesus, what did he have? Like seventeen or something, sixteen or something like that? No, I, think I want to say fourteen like, or eleven. Something oh, like I think it was eleven. It, it was that a was low a, year. It was a low. That was year a bad for year for pass rushing. God, Jesus. Yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm just. You know, and no, I know nobody else had him, but I just I had to mention Darius Smith, though, because he's a guy that I don't think gets his just due. I think he had 12 and a half last year, and the year before that, I think he had like 13 or something like that. Like, he's ridiculous, man. But that Green Bay defense, you know, they're just not known for their defense. Aaron Rodgers does what he does, and that defense just kind of floats along. Jair is a guy that's starting to get his just due over there. So I think as the defense improves as a whole, you'll start to see, you know, more people get mentioned. Like Kenny Clark is starting to get his just due. My brother mentioned well, I can't say but right. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fell into that trap. I, See, I, what needs to happen is <laughs> your brother needs to come on and talk. Maybe it's before the Rams game to like to talk about that game or something. But we just need yeah. to, we, we just need to talk to him about what it's like to stand next to Aaron Donald. Um, I mean, right. we, we can get to the coaching of Aaron Donald, but just the standing next to him, I'll, I'll take a conversation about. But this is gonna be a fun series. It really is. I'm um, doing one of each. I mean, we we saw how many arguments we had on this. Just get just wait till we get into some of the more controversial um, Me and positions. Dustin never argue. We never argue. Hey, this was this was a first. I knew uh, that my quarterback list was gonna get some response because I definitely went with a lot of the younger guys just because I really think the NFL is moving away from some of these older guys. I think like we are in the area of I mean, we just saw Drew Brees retire, obviously, and Phil mm-hmm. Rivers retire. But I just think we're moving more and more to, from away from the guys that we watched growing up. Like so many, like we're just in a new area of the NFL. It's weird for us to see all these elite guys leave. So I mean, when it comes to the well, your your comment about like who has to be one and two, I mean, I'm not gonna go that far. TJ Watt has to be or needs to be in the top two, but I'm not gonna argue if you want to put him over Khalil Mack. I mean, I won't argue that. I just take what happened when Bud Dupree went down. I I just take that into account. Khalil Mack had no one on his defense, and he's still demolished. I don't know if I'd say I don't know line. if I'd say the Bears had no one on the defense. I mean talking about in oakland when that was like his peak when he was in his prime oh i mean i'm talking about this season for khalil mack and where he's at yeah they had, they had hicks right yeah in oakland no i'm talking about oh now. okay okay, Chicago, okay. Yeah. but um but yeah i mean I, I i'll still take khalil but i mean if anyone wanted to put him over khalil i mean I, i'm not arguing they're, they're still very good pass rushers but i mean i i don't think we have anything else uh for the show I mean, I, I don't really think so. But, the, uh, guys, I do have to get your opinion on something that's going down this weekend, okay? There's a big UFC fight going on, all right? UFC's two, uh, 264, okay? Pretty big, pretty big deal. 
Um, For, former NFL player on the on the main card, right? Absolutely, one of my favorite fighters. Uh, Maybe not well, one of your favorite humans. No. I mean that that's a Michael. discussion I'll I'll table for another day. Just say no, but, uh, just say no, Michael. It's just okay. say no and you're good. <laughs> it's okay. It's just say no. He's not one of your favorite humans. I'll, I'm I'll answering just, for I'll, you. I'll, no, no I'll, as as Michael's lawyer, Rashad has said yes. No. I'll I'll say this. It really pisses me off that people just want to hang on to one incident. That's that. Oh that's, no, no, no. That, 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 that's what pisses me off when it comes to these discussions about anyone but uh it was a crazy incident <laughs> it was very crazy all <laughs> over the place and we still don't know what happened but um uh, talking about the whole card in general i mean i'm very excited to see where greg hardy is taking his game he's v- been very sound very technical uh in his striking gotten better on the ground now how is his durability is cardio going to be against ty i mean or bam bam i mean it's going to be interesting. I want to get Greg. I, I have him um, having Rashad Evans as his coach, probably, you know, trying to work on those leg kicks, work on those takedown defenses. It's going to be very interesting, but both guys have equal knockout power, man. But I'm I'm going to roll with, with, with Greg. I, I think he wants to be great in this game. I think he is driven to be great in this game. Not saying that Bam Bam is, but in my opinion, the talent for Greg is still untapped. So, I'm going to roll with Greg Hardy. Who do you guys have in that one? I don't know enough personally about the UFC. I'm going to be honest. I'm <laughs> rooting for Greg because he's a football guy. That's what I do know about. So I'm, I'm pulling for Greg. I mean, you know, like Mike said, I, I'm not talking about the, the off the field stuff that went on with Greg. I'm, I'm ignoring that. Um, you know, that is what it is. And hopefully he learned from that situation, whatever happened on that, on that day. Um, but, I'm going with Greg. Hopefully, Greg pulls it out, man, for the football players. I know I know. my brother, spoke to my brother about it. They, they root for, you know, when football players, former at football guys are crossover into different sports, they support those guys. So, you know, I, I'm going to root for Greg, man. Hopefully, he get it done. Yep. I, I have a little bit of money on Greg winning. He, he was the underdog. Um, I mean, I don't know if he is right now, but he was when it opened. Um, so, I went ahead and put some money on it. Um, just to see what happened. Um, the only other one that I put money on currently um, is McGregor. Um, I, I do have it that McGregor is going to win. Um, I, I, I think really? I do. Um, I mean, part three. I mean, I think we've seen in the part two of a lot of his. I don't even know what you would call him. Uh, I was going to say a series of fights, but. Uh, like uh, trilogies. Yeah, I guess like in these like trilogy fights he's had, like with Diaz and stuff, mm-hmm. it, D- McGregor usually finds a way to get embarrassed in one of them, but <laughs> it just always seems like he responds well when, whenever mm-hmm. he does decide to come back, whether it's a two year wait, three year, like whatever, how many, however much time he takes in between, it, it always feels like he doesn't allow it to happen again. Um, and he also opened up as the underdog when it first came out until a lot of people started betting on it. And I, I know he's the favorite right now looking at it, but um, those are the only two that I have money on right now. Okay. So if we're going to go ahead and jump into the main event, I mean, this, this fight, in my opinion, is going to determine whether Connor fights again, in my opinion. I mean, this is all the marbles are on the table that they're here. I got to give Dustin Poirier his credit, man, how he's, how far he's come as a fighter working on his striking defense, takedown defense, striking wrestling. I mean, what really killed Connor in that last fight are those leg kicks. I mean, 
Connor just couldn't check him. He just kept his front right leg out there and just did not check him whatsoever. So, I mean, for Connor, if he, what Dana said today, if he is truly driven, if he is truly locked in, if he is just training like he trained for Chad Mendez, Jose Aldo, and um, Eddie Alvarez, if he's that Connor in that mindset, give me Connor. Um, I, I still don't. I'm not putting any money on this fight. It's just too close. Dustin wants it. I don't know if Connor wants it. I don't know where his drive is as being a fighter trying to be the greatest again. I just don't know. So from a technical standpoint, I mean, I also, I also lied. I also had money on Sean O'Malley winning his. Oh, Sean O'Malley. What a, what a personality, man. I got him winning that fight. I think it'll be first round KO. The fact, I mean, the, after that horrible injury, I mean, I'm 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 interested to see what he what he does. I am heavily invested in combat sports. I am just so heavily invested in it. So he's uh, a big he's a he's a big fan of the Paul brothers. Uh, uh, you know the biggest boxing names in the world right now. Uh, all right, man. Let's just wrap this up, man. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Just... But again, I mean, I, it's a coin flip for me between Poirier and McGregor. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a coin flip. I'm eager to see how Conor uh, reacts to being embarrassed like that in the octagon. So. Hey, guys, we got an exciting uh, fight. Hopefully, all you guys are able to see it. But what about this show tonight? I think it was an interesting show. Like Destin said, the series that we're going to have about this top 10 at positions is going to be intriguing. I cannot wait. Ton of arguments coming. Yes, I cannot wait until we get to that linebacker discussion. So, uh, oh boy, guys, I, I, I think we all know where we're gonna go on defensive tackle, interior, defensive linemen. So let's just say we'll agree on defensive interior. We'll, we'll let's just expect fireworks at linebacker. So, guys, he is Rashad McGinnis. He is Destin Adams. I am Michael Terrazas. Thank you for tuning into another edition of the Blue Stable Podcast, the official Colts podcast of Fan Sided. Guys, shout out to our sponsor, One Call Technology, again. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.